say happy Sabbath. It is 7.05 a.m., which would explain my baritone over here from the States. And uh, I'm very, very, even though my voice might not sound like it, I'm very happy to, uh, to, to be able to give you the word and, and to uh, share with you this morning what the Lord has laid upon my heart. I want to pray with you here in just a minute, but before I do, I, I just want to, I guess I don't want to make too too many assumptions. I want to tell you a little bit about some of the things that are going on over here in the U.S. Obviously, we're dealing with COVID like everyone else is and and the quarantines that has been, you know, the government has put upon us. And it looks like, at least for me, where I'm at in, in the country, a lot of that's going to ease up here this next week and and actually get a lot closer to, to what you would call, I guess, normal or pre-COVID. But on top of that, we've been having a lot of uh, turmoil. Uh, we had just a horrific event happen recently in uh, the state of Minnesota in a city uh, called Minneapolis. They called the Twin Cities, uh, but a man by the name of George Floyd was um, killed when an officer uh, kneeled on his head. Um, pretty horrific um, scene that was, you know, captured on video. And, and so it's, there's been a lot of uh, tension, a lot of um, unrest, a lot of protesting, um, and actually uh, also rioting uh, across our, our country in different cities. And it's caused a lot of conversation. Um, some people are thinking, though, well, this is a this is an issue, a 2020 issue, and this is such a horrible year. But others are, uh, and, and and many are saying, this isn't a 2020 issue. This is a struggle that we've been having for 400 years in this country. So um, it's caused a lot of people to have conversations. A lot of people are um, angry, and all kinds of all kinds of the spectrum. I mean, you have people that are. Ignorant, uh, and I use that term respectfully. I, I don't know if you use the word ignorance perspective, but I think I think they're, they're unaware. Maybe that's the best word of of what's going on, and they're saying things on social social media. has been really interesting. That I don't know how your experience is, but man, social media can be such a I guess a positive thing. This morning we're using social media to uplift Christ. Uh, those uh, three sisters just sang so beautifully. I was so blessed by their music. And so it can be such a good thing, but also it can bring out kinds of craziness uh, and, and possibly even worse in us. But I remember this last Tuesday, um, we have a thing called Blackout Tuesday where you can post on social media just a black screen in support uh, that you believe that black lives matter. So I put this on my screen. And I had, um, just like I said, ignorant people. This it happened to be an ignorant relative of mine who thought I made some sort of technical glitch that I was supposed to post something else, but instead just this black screen. And so she made fun of, fun of me for not knowing how to work technology. And then I had another relative say, you know, good one uh, supporting her. And then I had another relative go, ladies, you, you have no idea what you're talking about. Chad's trying to make a, make a statement. And so somehow they, they missed that. They were unaware of it. You know, other people calling me uh, upset uh, about uh, what happened in Minneapolis. And then I get other people calling just yesterday. I had a person 
contact me who was uh, upset that everyone was upset. And so it's, it's, just, it's just pretty wild what's going on here in the U.S. And this morning, I hope um, that this, this sermon will be of value to you. Uh, the topic of my, my, my sermon today is on value. And so I want to have a word of prayer with you and then uh, get started in, in, in the message. Lord, I thank you for being such a good, good father. Lord, I just simply ask that you would come soon. Lord, your people are hurting. This world is absolutely falling apart. You can see that in nature. You can see that in the pandemics. You can see that in our relationships, in, our, in the, all aspects of this world. It literally is falling apart. So Lord, come soon and use your people to point those that don't know you to you. Lord, may your people live in such a way that it would be countercultural. May people see heaven in your people this morning and every day going forward is my prayer in Jesus' name, amen. So um, I wanna talk about value. Now value is, is a kind of an interesting thing. Uh, value is always disputed. You, and, and, and somewhat actually, it's kind of a sensitive thing when you, when you, you, you brag about things that you get on, on, deal, on a deal, right? Like you might say, um, oh man, I just got this, these new pair of shoes. You can't believe what a great deal I got. You know, I got them for half off or, or uh, you know, these were a thousand dollar set of tires for my car. And, you know, I only, I only had to pay 800 for them. And, and what's interesting about it is based on whether you, you think that they're worth spending any money on, you would argue whether that's a great value. So where I got excited about tires, you might go, I would never get excited about tires. And so um, there's this constant debate. And what's an, also intriguing is that uh, what something is worth is, is interesting. Uh, in, in, I, don't, I don't know how stores are in the UK, but in the US, typically when you go into a store, like that's the price, right? And there isn't much debating going on. You go in and you ask how much is it, they tell you, and then you, you, know, you, you determine whether you're gonna buy it or not. And what's interesting is if you buy it, you're saying, okay, I'm, I'm, going, I'm, worth, I'm willing to pay that. Uh, you might be upset about it, but you'll pay it. And if you pay it, you're saying that's what it's worth. Uh, that isn't always the case in other countries. Uh, definitely if you're buying on the street, I don't know if there, you do a lot of street vendoring going on, but I remember a time when I was in Bali in Indonesia uh, speaking to some people over there and I walked into the store and I just happened to, to uh, look at some different things. And I, I, I understand it because they, everything, is, everything is up for uh, discussion. So they'll tell you what the price is, and that seems to be the starting point. Like if you pay what they tell you, then you know you got took. So um, I remember specifically looking at a pair of sunglasses, and um, so you know I had these sunglasses, and uh, kind of tipping my hat to what happened here. But uh, he's like, you know, hey, those are great sunglasses. You'll absolutely like them. You know, try them on. You know, so I try them on. Oh yeah, I'm looking smooth, and you know, I need these, right? And uh, He's like, you know, $20, you know, uh, those are a great deal. And they, uh, 
you know, they're, they're, we call them folk leaves. I don't, I don't know if you, I don't know, uh, fake oak leaves. I don't know if you've heard of the oak leaf in the UK, but we call them folk leaves, you know, so they're folk leaves and, oh yeah, that makes them even sweeter, you know, so uh, 20 bucks, what do you say? And I'm like, nah, I'm good. And so I'm, I'm looking around at the things and he goes, oh, come on, 10 bucks. What do you say, 10 bucks? And I'm like, no, really, I, I'm good. And so I'm walking on different things and I'm, I'm walking out of the store and he said, come on, how much you give me for them? And uh, I said, I don't know if I should be embarrassed about this, but I said, I'll give you $3. <laughs> And uh, he goes, all right. So anyway, those Folkleys I paid, you know, $3 for in Indonesia. And so I I'm walking out. Now, now, check this out. Like, this isn't what I told everyone else, right? So when I put on my Folkleys, um, you know, they look at you, go, you know, usually they'll say, are those real Oakleys? You know, I'm like, no, they're Folkleys. But they were $20, but I only paid three. I was so happy, you know, to argue over that. But the worth uh, was $3. So, so here's what I'm finding out is the buyer determines value, which is a very important point because other people can put in their two cents, like, oh, I would have put a dollar, or I would have paid 20, or I would have, you know, all this debating going on. But really who sets value is the buyer. And what's intriguing about in our, in, in, in our world today, a lot of people are looking in the mirror. I know I've done this before, I don't know if you have. You look in the mirror, you know, when I got up early this morning, I look in the mirror, I'm looking pretty hit. I'm like, I definitely need to get in that shower. Uh, sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and I go, man, I'm not really impressed. And I will tell you this, you, you know, you look young and, and everything is, you know, you're looking all good and everything. You get older, you know, so you start seeing some white and you start seeing some, you know, wrinkles. Well, you can see everything. I don't need to point it out. But uh, you'll go, man, I'm falling apart. And I'm just not worth what I used to be. You might be depressed because you're in a situation where, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not married. Uh, I don't have a job, you know, whatever things are going the way they should be. And you could argue with yourself and I'm sure the devil's really happy about it when you start thinking that you're not worth a whole lot and your value is pretty weak but I want to tell you something once again like I stated earlier value is determined by the buyer and so I want to take you to a very simple a series of texts but I'm going to take you to one you probably don't even need to go there uh, because you've heard this text before go to John 3 and verse 16 uh, maybe you've heard of it. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so what's interesting here is uh, <laughs> when God, and this is found in the book Desire of Ages, page 565. She says this, she says that in the gift of Jesus, God gave all heaven. I need you to think that through. The buyer determines value and worth. And so Naomi, you're worth all of heaven. Here's the thing. In this one simple text, which is why it's the, it's the number one verse of the Bible, 
<laughs> we find our value. God is saying, I would have died just for you. That's how much you're worth. That's how much I care about you. You know, so I, I look in the mirror and I'm not really impressed. I have to remind myself that I was worth all of heaven. So somebody out there matters. Or thinks I matter. And so when, when life kicks me down or, or might be kicking you down and you're hearing all these different words or these different narratives and different things going on, remember that your Savior loves you and ransomed all of heaven to save you. Now, why is that important for our discussion this morning? One of the big arguments that are going on here in the United States is people will place on social media and in, in our protesting as we're, as we're walking in the streets, we're holding signs that say Black Lives Matter. And what's intriguing is uh, there's this other narrative that's fighting. They're, they're, I don't know if they're fighting. I'm not sure if they're fighting. I, it seems as if that's going on. But there, there's this other voice that's saying, but, but, but don't all lives matter? And so there's this, this, this thing that's going on and, and, and people are debating this. People of, of all races are, it's not just a, a white narrative versus a black narrative. It's, it's, it's really intriguing. All of these people are saying this and they're posting things and, and they mean, I don't know what they mean, but, but, but this is this, this dispute that's going on. And here's what I, here's what I, I'm confused on is, is, um, I don't think people realize that when someone holds up a sign that says Black Lives Matter, they're not suggesting that Black lives are more important. What they're saying is this, and I, I, this is my, my belief, is what they're saying is, I'm hurting. Do you value me? Do you care about me? I'm in pain. What is your response? I saw on social media recently this, this guy who was screaming out, he had his, there was a drawing and there was a house that was on fire and he says, you know, my house is on fire. And, and, and this other guy walks up and he says, well, all houses matter. And he pulled out his hose and he was hosing down his house that wasn't on fire. So the other guy was like, yeah, but my house is on fire. Won't you help me? And as I'm processing these things, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm going, what do I do, Lord? How do I help? How, how do I become a helper in this situation? So I've been having a lot of different conversations. But one of the things I'm also asking is this, and I think this is the most important question to ask yourself about life right now, is what is Jesus asking me to do? What would he do in this situation? And <clears throat> excuse me, what I'm seeing right now in this text is really interesting. Let me set the context. Here you have a God who has created everything. And, 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 and I don't think it's a crazy notion to suggest that there is this, the, the, the universe, uh, our scientists are saying is infinite. So it's possible, I think it's very, very appropriate to suggest that there's as many planets as possibly the sands of the sea. 
I mean, they just keep looking and looking and looking. And they're just seeing more and more and more and going, man, we don't even have a clue. We could be a drop in the bucket of how big the universe is. Each star you see represents the sun. I mean, I mean, you just process how big this is, right? God owns it all. And I believe there's life on other planets. Obviously, we know there's angels. So I don't even know what the word is. I probably a word bigger than Google to quantify how many people are in this universe. And one of these specks of carbon called Earth gets in trouble. And cries out, we need help. Well, what does God do? What's interesting is this, is he doesn't say this. He doesn't say, well, all planets matter. Because this is a fundamental principle of heaven. When you're hurting or you're in trouble, you're front of the line. Boom, front of the line. And he leverages everything to help those that are hurting. You know, if you look in the book, uh, excuse me, in, in Luke chapter 15, this is kind of a, it, it, one of the many parables. Uh, verse, verse three of Luke chapter 15. It says, Jesus, so he told him this parable saying, what man among you is a hundred sheep and has lost one of them does not leave the 99 in the open pasture and go after the one which is lost until he finds it. He lay, when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep, which was lost. Now, now I understand this context is about salvation and, and, and you know, those that are saved and those that are lost. And I know that the context is different than what we're talking about with, with, uh, with, uh, with race and society. But here's the context that I think that's appropriate. And that is this, that when someone's in trouble, Jesus goes and gets them. He doesn't even think about it. He exhausts his, his, his everything that he has. Because here's what's interesting. Um, even how we demonstrate value, this is what we do. We put, we put our money on what we value. We put our time on what we value. And we use our words to speak on what we value. And, 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 and you know this to be true because you can think of any of your friends right now and see, do you have any friends that they're just known for this thing? You know, like they always talk about a certain soccer or football team, depending on, you know, where you live and what word you use. Or, or they're always talking about a musical group or maybe they're always talking about food or, or, or history or, or whatever, right? And, and they're just always spending their money, always spending their time, always putting their words, they're demonstrating in this way what they value. And, and here's what Jesus does is, is he goes all in to help those that are hurting. And, and, and here's in, in this, this narrative of the sheep, right? I'm hoping, you see this later on in Luke 15, but I'm hoping that the sheep, the 99 are going, well, what, what did he do going on for that one? I mean, don't we all matter? I mean, come on, here we are left in the pen by ourselves. I mean, you know, what if he gets hurt? What if he dies? And what's going to happen to us? You know, this mindset, this older brother mindset uh, 
that it, with the parable, uh, with the parable of the prodigal son, you see later in chapter 15, these sheep, you don't see that happen. Why? Because true Christians, those that have Jesus in their heart, when they see somebody hurting, they leverage everything to help them. Because think about this. All of the universe was on the hook for earth. Because when Jesus comes to earth and says, I will live a sinless life to save you. If Jesus fails, it all falls apart. It all's destroyed. Satan has right to the throne. Satan has claimed to say, I was right. But God loved you enough. He valued you to give all of heaven in Christ. And he was successful, praise God. <laughs> praise God, because here's the deal. All of the universe could have said, destroy that speck of sand, which was less than 13% of our, of our society. By the way, 13% is what percentage of the United States are African-American. People argue all over about percentages and who did this and who did that and, and crime and all that is just, just, oh, you can't believe how crazy it is over here in the U.S. But this earth that was, I don't know how many zeros to the right before you get to a number of the universe. God leverages all of heaven to save. And not only that, Jesus takes on the form of humanity, right? He's going to keep the scars in his hands, right? He, he, they're going to bear humanity for the rest of eternity. He's wearing these. I got to believe that the rest of the universe isn't going, oh, great. You think that the earth's so special? Like when we get to heaven, there's going to be racism against us. Because, oh boy, you're the people that caused all the problems. And, oh, you think you're so special because Jesus associates with you. Oh, yeah, earth lives matter. No, they're not going to say that. You want to know why they're not going to say that? Because you know what those scars say? They don't just say that earth lives matter. They say that you matter. The scars say for all eternity that I would have died for you, planet that I don't even know about. Everyone in the universe, when they see those scars, said he would have done it for me. Oh, I love him. Oh, I care about him. Oh, I need him in my life. I don't understand why we don't get this. But if you're watching this morning, confused about your value, know this. Jesus values very, values you very much. And if you're hurting, you move to the front of the line. And if you aren't hurting this morning, you're like, this isn't a problem for me. Like, I'm fine. Here's your role as a, as a follower of Christ to pray, to spend your time, your money, and your words to help those that are hurting. You're not, you're not um, making evil or law-breaking or anything that's contrary. To the, to the laws of God or even government. You're not suggesting that that's okay by saying you're hurting and I'm going to hurt with you and I'm going to help you and I'm going to do whatever I can to make your life better. 
See, that's how Jesus functions. Why? Because, and this is the next level, and this is what we need so bad in our society. Not only do we need to see the value of, of, of one another and realize their heavenly value with one another, we need to understand this, that actually, once you've done that, fantastic. Now we're going to transition into the next, another piece that's so important, and that is this. We actually are family. I want to read to you a text in Galatians 3, verses 26 through 29. Galatians 3, 26 through 29. Here's, here's what Paul says. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You are all, we are all one in Christ. So when I say that Naomi is my sister from another mister, <laughs> and even though we live in different countries, we are one in Christ because we have the same tree, the same family tree, and we have the same blood that is flowing through us, given from Christ that sustains us and saves us. And I don't know about you, but my brother, I don't have any sisters, uh, you know, nuclear family, slash biological, whatever you want to term you want to use. I have one brother, and I'm gonna tell you right now, my brother was hurting or is in trouble or needed something. I don't care if it was politically right. I don't care. I don't even care if it was it was illegal. I'm just being real. If it was illegal, I would do whatever I had to do to help my brother. I don't care about politics. I don't care about alliances. I don't care about my time or my money. I will use my words. I will do whatever I need to do to help my brother. And until we get there as a people in the church, how do we expect the world who doesn't know Jesus to get it? See, Jesus, Jesus looks at us as family and he says, we, we need to, we need to take care of one another. It's really interesting if you contrast different people in the Bible uh, and their views on how we should take care of family. Uh, if you look at Genesis 4, you, you, you remember when, when, when Cain had actually just killed Abel. And when God asked Cain, hey, where's your brother? He said, well, am I my brother's keeper? Like, it's, it's not, my, not my problem. You know, uh, wh why should I have to worry about it? And he killed him. Like this mindset that it's not my problem. I'm getting mine and I'm okay. And boy, you, you, know, you should just, you know, if you wouldn't have done this, this, and this, that wouldn't have happened. Nah. If God had that mindset, we'd all be dead. If, if we got what we deserved, let alone the social injustices that we have in this world. We'd be dead. And what God is calling us to go is next level loving, next level uh, family uh, interaction where we go, look, I'm just here if we want to help you. Let's get through this together. 
Well, contrast Cain's response to Jesus, right? In Matthew 12, verses 47 to 50. When they come up to Jesus, he's talking, they're like, hey, uh, your family's here. <laughs> you know, hey, your family's here. Uh, and then he said to one of them, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? He stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, here are my mothers. Here are my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother, sister, and mother. So there's this invitation of family. And Jesus is, understand, is trying to communicate that we all have value and we all matter to one another. Like I said earlier, we demonstrate value, what we value in three areas. I, I, you could argue more, but I, I'll give you these main three. Show me where you spend your money. Show me where you spend your time. Show me what you use your words talking about most of the time. And I'll tell you what, I, what you value. And here's something I want, I want to challenge you to this week. And I, I'm challenging myself as well. Do me a favor, think about this, if it's appropriate. I don't know if you're driving or not while you're watching this. You shouldn't be anyway, but while you're listening to this. But close your eyes and I want you to think about some of the people around you. And I want you to think of two types of categories, the people that you value and they know you value them. And second, there might be people around that you value or maybe want to value, but I don't know if they know that. I just want to challenge you this week. If, you, if that picture of that person came up, you know, it might be a relative. It might be the guy or lady that works at the corner store. I don't know. But I want to challenge you this week to spend your money, spend your time, or maybe spend your words communicating that you value them. And not just that, that and this is the key that Jesus values them. Because here we are in these last days proclaiming the three angels' messages. And we're letting people know that time is short. We're letting them know that there's a counterfeit that is trying to steal their lives, to try to deceive them, trying to call them away from Jesus. And, and we're... And we're or, or people that are supposed to be preaching the message that if you have a relationship with Jesus, his righteousness will get you through to the end. They're not going to hear that message if they don't know we value them. They're not going to hear that message if they don't know that Jesus values them. So, so may we do that we, that this next week. May we take that challenge and put our time and our money and our words into showing value to those around us so that they're able to hear the truth of the times that we're living in and in a God that leveraged all of the universe to save them. My prayer is that growing and healing will begin for us as a people here in the US and over there in the UK. Because here's the deal, family matters. Red and yellow, black and white, like the song says, all are precious in his sight. And somehow, some way, we need to work through this.
And I believe that through, through Jesus, through his Holy Spirit, he'll help us to do so. So I pray that this message was a blessing to you, but I, I pray that it would motivate you as a, as a Seventh-day Adventist Christian, or maybe you're watching, you're not, you know, I'm not Seventh-day Adventist, I'm just on here. My mom told me to watch it, or I just stumbled upon this or whatever. But if you're not, you don't know anything about Adventism or whatever, here, know this. There's a God in heaven that loves you. He sent his son Jesus to die for you. And you're extremely valuable to him. Seventh-day Adventists are just a bunch of imperfect people with a perfect Savior. Who have an end-time message to tell. And I pray that this week you would preach that. And if you need to, use words. Like the old famous quote goes. But communicate to those around you that they're valuable. And that Jesus loves them is my prayer. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. that you loved us so much that you sent your son to die for us. I pray that your people would communicate that love to everyone they meet. Maybe realize the value, not just in ourselves, but in others. May we be the family that you've called us to be is my prayer in Jesus name.